All right, we'll say good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Tamato sponsors for the month of Cheshbon. Cheshbon, Mayor and Yitzchak, I'm sorry, Mayor, Mayor and Rachel Gold in memory of Yona Tzvi, Ben Yosef Chaim Elazar Hakoni Zichron of the and Norman Leah Efron in honor of and in celebration of the 98th birthday of Norm's grandfather, Yosef Herschel Ben Mordechai Halevi. We hope that the merit of our Tamatora. And Hashem will have an Aliyah, and Amir Hashem, Noam's grandfather, will be Zoha to celebrate many, many birthdays on Mayav Esm Shanim Tobos. Also, a Baruch to Moshe Ben Sion Pacino, visiting us from Eretz Yisrael. So wonderful, wonderful to have you back. Baruch Haba. We'll say with that, let us, let us begin. So we have an incredible daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf hey. We are picking up Amir Hashem on the bottom of Dalit Amid Beis. So remember again, we left off a little bit mid Sugya. So in the mid-sukkah we left off with was as follows. We have a five-way machlokas about the prohibition of bal ta'acher. Right, remember, here's what we know. We know that halacha lamaisa, one is not permitted to go ahead and delay bringing a karban. The shayla is, or for that matter, again, it's not just karban. It's really with anything. It's really at the end of the day, any obligation which you have upon you, um, one is not permitted to go ahead and delay. So the shayla, the shayla that we're dealing with is how long or how much time must elapse in order to trigger the prohibition of Baal Ta'achar. So for that, we have a five-way machlokas. A five-way machlokas. So the Gemara says, uh, so we'll say, so remember, we, were then, we then left off, we then left off with the Gemara that said as follows, that we left off with a topic that said that halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, how do we know that atzeres, that shavuos, has a tashlumin period, right? Ultimately, again, that after, that after, after shavuos, you have seven days with which to go ahead and make up the carbon. From where do we know that? So the Gemara quoted the Pasuk, Bechag HaMatzos, Bechag HaShavuos, Bechag HaSugos. And the Torah says that we are going ahead and comparing and comparing the Yom Tiv of Shavuos to the Yom Tiv of Pesach. Just like Pesach has seven days. And therefore, again, there is Tashlum in all seven days. So too Shavuos has seven days of Tashlumen as well. So we'll say we left off, we left off, the Gemara says, um, two, four, five lines are from the bottom. Let's just pick up over here. Shmini regal bifnei atzmoi. The Gemara said, but one second, Shmini atzmoi, I'm sorry. So the Gemara says, why not go ahead and compare it? One more piece. Why not compare, why not compare Shavuos to Sukkis? Just like Sukkis has eight days. And therefore, again, go ahead and give Tashlumen for eight days to the Yom Tov of Shavuos, to which the Gemara says, Sukkis doesn't have eight days. Why? Because Shmini Atzeres is a regal bifne atzmo. Shmini Atzeres is its own Yom Tov. To which the Gemara says, maybe we should say, Hod, so the Gemara says, Amor, Darmin, Shmini, regal bifne atzmo, Ve'in, Pizar, Kishab. This is what we left off with. Yes, it's true. Shmini Atzeres is its own Yom Tov. But maybe we should say it's only its own yomtiv in terms of pizar kishav. So we'll say Rashi over here. Last Rashi on the Daf says pizar kishav. We learned this back in Sukkah. Shmini Atzaris is a regal b'fnei atzmo in these six ways. Pay pious. It has its own lottery. That the Kohanim go ahead and do another lottery in order to determine who is going to do the avoda. Zman it gets a shech yonu. So reish regal. It's its own yomtiv. Kuf, it gets its own karban. Shin, it gets its own shira. 
and ultimately base, it gets its own bracha. That was talking about, again, the bracha that they used to go ahead and give the king. occupies this fascinating spot in halacha, where on one hand, again, Shmini Atzeres is a regal bifme'atzmo, it is its own yomtiv, as evidenced by Pizar Kishav, but also it is an extension of the yomtiv of Sukkis. Why? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Gemara says, if you were to not bring the Karbanos of Sukkis over the course of yomtiv, you would be permitted to go ahead and bring them on Shmini Atzeres. This not, here we go. Mishelo Chag Yom Tov Harishon Shachag, Anyone who did not go ahead and offer up, let's say the Shalmi Chagiga, on the first day of Sukkis, has the ability to go ahead and offer up the Shalmi Chagiga over the duration of Sukkis and Shmini Atzeres. So as much as Shmini Atzeres is its own yamtiv, at the end of the day, it's connected to Sukkis. So therefore, I was like going back to our original question. The Pasuk says, Bechagamatos, Bechagashavos, Bechagasukos. The Gemara wanted to say we're going to compare Shavuos to Pesach for what reason? Just like Pesach has seven days of Tashlumen, seven days over which you could offer up the Karbanos of the day, so too Shavuos has seven make-up days after the Yom Tev as well. To which the Gemara says, I don't it's all the same Pasach. Instead of comparing it to Pesach, why don't you compare it to Sukkis and give it what? Give it what? An extra day. To which the Gemara says, Tafasta meruba lo tafasta. Tafasta muat tafasta. So I both say, literally, if you try to grab onto too much, you end up grabbing nothing at all. But if you grab a little bit, you can hold on to everything. Which I both say is the way that Chazal, way Chazal kind of codified the halachic concept, namely that when you have the ability to compare one thing to two other things, right? When you have the ability, when you're making a comparison, so the idea would be to com- to make the comparison to the less ambitious item. Because the less ambitious item, if that's the right word, really less ambitious, is to the smaller item. Why? Because the larger item comp- right, contains both the smaller item and the larger item. So, for example, to go ahead and, if you have a choice between comparing it to Pesach and comparing it to Sukkis, so Sukkis includes Pesach as well. In other words, Sukkis is eight. So you know that seven is the safe bet because both of the other Yamim Tovim have seven. So that's tafasta meruba lo tafasta, tafasta muat tafasta. And therefore, again, we're going to compare it ultimately again to Pesach and not to Sukkis. We're going to say two pieces about this. Number one, we know in general the Pesach Kishab, we spoke about this back in Sukkis, that, back in Sukkah, that from a Shmini Atzeres perspective, we saw the Sandra, the Debrei Chaim, says something so beautiful. He says, Pizar Kishab, those words are not just a mnemonic, they have a meaning as well. Pizar is like Mifuzar, something that is scattered. Kishab means things makshiv, things that you are listening to. So the Sanzarov said something so beautiful. He explained that over the Amim Noraim, there are so many messages and so many things that I'm focusing on that often, and the problem just is when there's so much, kind of like Tafasta Maruvalo Tafasta. There's so much going on. Shmini Atzeres is the day for me to organize the scattered messages. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me one additional regal, one additional yamdiv to be able to consolidate all of the profound messages of the season. That's Pizar, to take all that which is scattered 
and to go ahead and consolidate it. But the truth is, this, we can build on that a little bit, and that's not just the din. It's not just the din by Shemini right? It's a din ultimately in everyday life as well. We're pulled in so many different directions and involved in so many different things, and our head lives in so many different worlds. And often, we're, we have so many different dreams, goals, and aspirations. There's a lot of Pizar Kishav, Right? There's a lot of scattered stuff, all good, all good, all beautiful, all wonderful, but scattered. And if I don't take the time to consolidate, if I don't take the time to organize, if I don't take the time to take all of those great ideas, all of those haschalas, and somehow go ahead and organize them into a comprehensive life plan, I end up spinning my wheels throughout life, not spinning my wheels with hate, you know, I'll say that the reality is in life that a lot of times we spin our wheels with good things, we're involved in good things, we just don't have a plan to execute those good things, we just don't have a plan to advance those good things, they're all wonderful, I'm living in Pizar Kishav, life can become about Pizar Kishav, gotta take the time to consolidate, to, to, to go ahead and take all that which is scattered, and to go ahead and consolidate it and craft it into a comprehensive life plan. Because Shmini Atzeres, Pizar Kishav, is a regal bifne atzmo. It has to be a regal bifne atzmo, but not just once a year. A regal bifne atzmo each and every day. To take time to consolidate and create. Consolidate all of the ideas, all of the dreams, all the aspirations, and create a life plan for their execution. One last piece. This is very important to go on record. Tafasta meruba lo tafasta. Tafasta mua tafasta is a din in Gemara. It is not a din in life. Right? In life, we live with tafasta meruba tafasta. Go big. We spoke about this on Shabbos. Go big. Go big. There are many people who live life always going ahead and saying tafasta muat. Right? I'll reach for what I can grab and that's it. And the yisod in life is always to reach for something that's a little bit further than where you're holding right now. Right? If all you reach for is that which is an arm's length, then at the end of the day, you don't really accomplish all that much. The goal in life is to push yourself just a little bit, to, to borrow, to borrow uh, 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 the, the model from Basparo, right? from Bitya. What did Bitya Basparo do? She extended and she reached for something that was a little bit out of her reach. And Baruch, for the basket of Moshe Rabbeinu, Baruch she did it. Because without her doing that, perhaps Kalalisa would have never had a Moshe Rabbeinu. You always have to reach a little bit further than what you think you can do. You always have to reach a little bit further out of your comfort zone. So tafasta miruba lo tafasta, tafasta mua tafasta works beautifully on Rosh Hashanah daf dalit amid beis. It does not work for life. For life, it has to be tafasta miruba. Go big. Grab a lot, and the mir tashim will be zochet to tafasta. The gemara goes weiter. Ela my hilchasa kasi rachmana lechagasukos. So I will say. So now it turns out. Now it turns out that in this pasuk, right, which compares the the three regalim, so ultimately we are comparing shavuos to pesach, but not comparing shavuos to sukkis. Okay. So at the end of the day, but yet they're all three mentioned in the same pasuk. So if you're going to tell me you're comparing Shavuos to Pesach, the teaching just like Pesach has seven days of Tashlumin, so to Sukkah, so, I'm sorry, so to, so to Shavuos has seven days of Tashlumin. So what, what does Sukkah bring to the table in this Pasuk? Right? Why, what, what comparison can you glean? 
between Sukkis and Shavuos. I'll tell you why. So the Gemara says, The Torah is coming to compare Sukkis to Pesach. How so? Top of Heim and Aleph. Machagamatsos Ta'un Lina. But it's very interesting. Just like on Pesach, you have to stay in Yerushalayim. Av Chagasukos Ta'un Lina. So to on Sukkis, you have to stay in Yerushalayim. They're both say. Now, what does this mean you have to stay in Yerushalayim? This is very interesting. This is not talking about the night of Pesach. Obviously, the night of Pesach, you have to stay in Yerushalayim. Why? What are you doing the night of Pesach? You're eating Karam Pesach. This is talking about the first night of Chalamayim. That the first night, right, one day, right, one day of Pesach, right, the first night of Chalamad, which is the second night of Pesach, there is a din to stay in Yerushalayim. Look at Rashi. Ta'onlina lel cholol shamoit. First night of Chalamad Pesach, there is a din of staying in Yerushalayim. So you celebrate the first day of Pesach in Yerushalayim. You think you're going home Matzah Yantiv, the first night of Chalamayid? No. You stay in Yerushalayim the first night of Chalamayid. So the Gemara says, just like you stay the first night of Chalamayid Pesach in Yerushalayim, so too there is a din of Lina to stay the first night of Chalamayid Sukkis in Yerushalayim as well. We will be Zulcha in Hashem So the Gemara says, and how do we know that by Pesach so there's an obligation of Lina on the first night of Chalamai, the second night of Pesach. So I'll say, here we go. The Pasuk says, and you will wake up in the morning and you'll go back to your tent. Or I should say, you'll turn away in the morning and go back to your tent. Rashi says, So we'll say, this is fascinating. When the Pasuk says, by the way, just the context over here, this is talking about, right? So when it says, you'll get up in the morning, right? Literally, you'll turn away in the morning and go back to your tent. Go away in the morning, go back to your tent means you'll leave the base Hamikdash. You'll leave the base Hamikdash and go back home. The Gemara says, that can't be referring to the first day of Pesach. Why can't it be referring to the first day of Pesach? Because they will say, what's the mitzvah on the first day of Pesach? Ali al-Regal. Ri'iyas Hamikdash. Right? There's an obligation to be in the Beis Hamikdash on the first day of Pesach, on the first day of Yom Tiv. So therefore, when the Pasuk says, Ufanisa you could turn away from the Mikdash and go back home by definition. That must be referring to what? Second day of Yom Tiv. So I say, good. That finishes that piece. So we'll say the Tanakama, remember the Tanakama held that when are you in violation of Al-Ta'acher? After three regalim, right? But he doesn't require what? He doesn't require what? For to be in order of Pesach, Shavuot, Sokis. So the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon, right? Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon, it's not really Rabbi, it's just Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says that you require the three regalim, but you require them in order. So the Gemara says, From where do they learn the idea that Shavuos has a seven-day makeup period after Yom Tiv? So Nafkalu, we'll say, by the way, it's not I mentioned, I think, I think Mesh brought this up to me after, after Shir yesterday. You know, we, we have a, a zecher to this practice, which is many have the minog not to say tachnun for this. Right, Mesh, was that you brought this up to me? Okay, I'm sorry. You say it, okay, so, all right. It was someone in the front over here. Right? The, the, this is the source of the minog, not to say tachnun 
for the seven days after Shavuos. You know, both say it's interesting. No one ever questions Minhagim not to say Tachron, right? They ever, they'll challenge every single other tenant in Yiddishkeit, right? Why do you have to describe this? When it comes to Tachron, okay, right? Everybody just, everybody just like moves forward. So just if you ever were wondering why it is that sometimes we don't, there are different Minhagim, not to say Tachron seven days after Shavuos, it's this, it's this. It's because the seven days after Tashlumin, after Shavuos, were Tashlumin for the carbon of Shavuos. So the Gemara goes right there. So where do they learn out this concept from? Where do the Tanakhama and Rabbi Shimon learn this out from? So the Gemara says, Nafkalahu mititani Rabbi Bar Shmuel. They learn out from the following idea. The Tani Rabbi Bar Shmuel, Amra Torah, listen to this, we'll say this is fascinating. Mane Yamim, Vikidesh Chodesh. So I will say, listen to this. Count days and establish the new month. So I'll say, what does this mean? Take a look at Rashi. Mani yamim, shnemar ad chodesh yamim, bekidesh chodesh, perkavanos. So I'll say, listen to this. A month is established by a certain number of days and not by a certain number of hours. This is very important because even though when we bench Rosh Chodesh, we announce the Molod. You know, say the Molod for the month of Cheshvan is going to be on, uh, you know, Tuesday night, 12 o'clock in four chalakim. So when it comes to the Molod, we announce date, time, and even number of hours or number of chalakim. When it comes to the counting of months, months are comprised of either 29 or 30 days. We don't take into account the, the number of hours. Look at Rashi, the Kidesh Chodesh, Bikarbanos, Ma Chodesh Kidusho Echa Miminuya, Biom Rosh Chodesh, Shum Makrivin, Zman Ukvalam Echa Minayam, Shum Nibna Ayadam. So we'll say, so the way the months are reckoned is by number of days. And the way you sanctify a month is how? By sanctifying one of those very units which made up the month, which is why we have Rosh Chodesh. And what is Rosh Chodesh? What is Rosh Chodesh? It's one unit of the unit, or two days of Rosh Chodesh, but one unit of the units which make up a month, and we sanctify one of those units, i.e. Rosh Chodesh, and in the Beis HaMikdosh, you would bring specific Karbonos for Rosh Chodesh. So therefore, I will say, why is this important? So listen to this. So Amr Torah, Mane Yomim V'Kidesh Chodesh, Mane Yomim V'Kidesh Atzeres. So too, again, when it comes to Shavuos, when it comes to Shavuos, you have to go ahead and sanctify Shavuos by sanctifying one of its units. Now, I will say, this is fascinating. Ultimately, at the end of the day, Ma Chodesh Yov, just like by the month, a month is made up of a bunch of individual units. We call them days. And when you go and you sanctify Rosh Chodesh, how do you sanctify Rosh Chodesh? How do you sanctify it? By sanctifying one of its units, one days. So too, when we look at Shavuos, we look at the units of which Shavuos is made up of. We'll say, what is Shavuos made up of? Weeks. Sheva, Shabbosos, Tamimos. Right? We count towards Shavuos by units of weeks. So too, when you sanctify Shavuos, what do you sanctify? A unit of time which made up the counting of Shavuos. What's a unit of time? A week. And therefore you see that Shavuos itself, the Yom Tev itself, is actually sanctified for a week. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, the Yom Tev is sanctified for a week, but what it does mean is the Yom Tev is a day, but then there is a week of time in which you could go ahead and bring the Karbanos Hachag. So let's say, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says, Afat Saras, Habaos Karbanosel, 
Beechal Miminyono. The Hari, he nimnis ayide shivuim shenemar sheva shabasim. So I'll say, so a fascinating argument. Or not an argument, fascinating idea. Just like a month is made up of units, and the sanctification of the month is the sanctification of one of those units, i.e., a day of Rosh Chodesh, that creates a paradigm. So too, Shavuos is also made up of units. What are the units of Shavuos? Weeks. And therefore, how do you sanctify the umptive of Shavuos? By sanctifying a unit. Sanctifying a week. So from here you see that even though the observance of the umptive is only for a day, the, there's a certain, there's a quasi-observance, a carbonic observance that extends for a week. So one second. Yoma. But I don't understand. Why don't you just say that by Shavuos it's only for a day? Because we'll say, well, it's true that Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos, but what else does the Torah say by Shavuos? Tisperu Chamishim Yom. Right? Shavuos is not just tracked by weeks, it's also tracked by days. So why don't you say, how do you know you sanctify a week? Maybe you sanctify a day. Maybe you sanctify a day and that's it. Amarava. But again, Rav said, but one second, you know that it's not enough just to count Shavuos by days, you have to count Shavuos by weeks as well. There is a mitzvah to count days, there's a mitzvah to count days, and there's a mitzvah to count weeks. Furthermore, Chag Shavuos Ksiv. They both said, this is incredible. What's the name of the Yomtiv? What's the name of the Yomtiv? Right? Shavu, Chag Shavu, the festival of weeks. So therefore, again, I both say, this is the approach of the Tanakhama. Now, what I want to point out is, no one's arguing on the bottom line. The bottom line is that, interestingly enough, the one day Yomtiv has a week of Tashlumin. The Shaila just is where we're learning that out from. So the first opinion will say, we're learning it out from the comparison to the Yomtiv of Pesach. Because all the Yomim Tovim are mentioned in one Pasuk together. Just like Pesach has seven days of Tashlumen, so too Dashvuz has seven days of Tashlumen. The Tanakama, Reb Shimon are going to say, no, we learn it out because it's called Chaga Shavuos. And since the Yomtiv is counted by units of weeks, yes, in addition to units of days, but clearly the primary identity of, or the primary unit is weeks. Vaharaya, the name of the Yomtiv is Shavuos. So just like Rosh Chodesh is made up of units and you sanctify one unit, so too Shavuos is made up of units. You sanctify one unit, which is a week, which tells that you have a week of Tashlumen from the Yantiv. Beautiful. So we'll say that concludes that sugya. We'll say now what the Gemara is going to go back and do is dissect the Bryce a little bit. Remember again, on the bottom of Dalit Ahmed Aleph onto Dalit Ahmed Beis, the Bryce spoke about all of the different things that are subject to the prohibition of Baal Ta'acher. So we're going to go through that list now, and the Gemara is going to question that. Amongst that list, the Gemara said, Pesach, right? Pesach, the Gemara, so the, the way the Brisa read was as follows, that if you don't bring your carbon Pesach within three regalim, you're over on Baal Ta'acher. The Gemara says, what? U Pesach bar mikra b'regalim hu. But say, you can only bring your carbon Pesach when? When? On Pesach. Right, Erev Pesach. Right, there, there is no Rashi says over Pesach bar Mikra b'Regalim the Kamar leitana lael bebal ta'achar the shalosh regalim for a ini yochalak miyuba elabi adalab nisan. There's only one time to bring carbon Pesach on the fourteenth of Nisan. So what are you talking about carbon Pesach and the subject of bal ta'achar? The Gemara says Pesach zimna kaviyale i akrave akrave vilo akrave itchile. Now, both say there are certain things in life 
where there's a makeup date and there are certain things in life where if you miss the opportunity, the opportunity is done. Come and Pesach falls is one of the latter. At the end of the day, you have, you have a window. The window is the 14th of Nisan. You offer it up on the 14th of Nisan. Great. You don't. You're done. There's no Baal Ta'achar because at the end of the day, there's no prolonged window. What are you talking about? So Rav Chista, no, no, no. Pesach Kedei Nasva. So it's very interesting. So Rav Chista says, the truth is you're right. The Tana just got a little carried away. You know, you know how it is. When you start talking about Karbanos, like you can't stop, right? So it says, Ola Shlomim, everything starts flowing. Pesach this. But he didn't really mean Pesach. Which is an interesting answer. He didn't really mean Pesach. He just got kind of caught up in the energy of the carbonic moment. And Pesach just slipped out. But he didn't actually mean it. He didn't actually mean it. Okay. So the Gimar Sarev Shish Sarev, no. No, no, no. I don't, I don't like that answer. I don't like that answer. Rather, my Pesach, Shalme Pesach. Oh. Pesach, Rabosai, doesn't mean carbon Pesach. Remember, on Pesach, there are many other kabbalas that are brought. What are, say, what are Shalmei Pesach? Shalmei Pesach are Shalmei Chagiga. Right? Remember again, we're going to come to the base of Mikdash Amir Tashem Bekarav on Yom Tiv. And if it's Pesach, for our say, if it's Pesach, you're going to shak the Karav Pesach on Erev Yom Tiv. But there's also other kabbalas like Shalmei Chagiga. Shalmei Chagiga is how you would have meat on Yom Tiv when you're in Yerushalayim, you would offer up a carbon shlamin, right? Part of it goes on the Mizbeach, part of it goes to the Kohanim, about a large part of it goes to me, the Yisrael owner, and that's how I eat meat over Pesach. Oh, that's what I was talking about. The Bryce is talking about a case where you neglected to offer up your Shami Chagiga, right? On, or or, or Olas, so you, you forgot to offer up your other, your other Yom Tiv associated Karbanos on Pesach. So, not, so Pesach doesn't mean carbon Pesach. Pesach means other Pesach Yamim Tovim Karbanos. So the Gemara says, Ihachi, Hainu Shlamim. So that's fine, but the Bryce has said Shlamim. That's the same case. Right? Well, it says, Shami Chagiga are Shlamim. So the Bryce has said, if you neglected to offer up your carbon Shlamim, you're in, you have three, whatever amount of time you have until you're in violation of Baal Ta'acher. So why the need to, why the need to mention Pesach? I'll tell you why. Tana Shlam Habay Machmas Pesach. To which the Gemara says as follows. To which the Gemara says, by the way, Rashi just points out over here something very interesting. Rashi says, what's the case where you didn't offer up your Shami Chagiga of Pesach on Pesach? See, he gives an interesting case. We'll see why he interprets it this way. Rashi says, if you take a look at last Rashi, enough, Shami Pesach, Bishalo Karav Bismano, Sha'avad Viniskaper Ba'acher. So Rashi says, what's the case? The case is it's Pesach. I have, an, I, have a, I have an animal set aside for my Shami Chagiga. Then what happens? It runs away. I lost it. I replace it with another animal, offer up that Shami Chagiga. And lo and behold, what happens afterwards? I find it. I find it. What's the status of the animal? That animal is a carbon shlamin. So now the Gemara asks, okay, if it's a shlamim, you already have another, your shlamim is already explicitly mentioned in the Brisa. Why do you need to mention both? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. We have to mention shlamim from Pesach and regular shlamim for the following reason. You would have thought, So I might have thought as follows. I might have thought that any carbon that is associated with the Yom Tov of Pesach, kind of has, is linked to the halachos of carbon Pesach. 
And I both say, what happens if you have an animal set aside for carbon Pesach that you did not offer on Pesach itself? So it's subject to Baal Ta'achar immediately after Yom Tov of Pesach. I might have thought that the Shlomim of, carbon pe- of Pesach should also be in violation of Baal Ta'achar immediately after Yom Tov of Pesach. Kamash Molon not. Kamash Molon, that if you have Shlomim of the Yom Tov of Pesach left over, you didn't offer it up on Pesach for whatever the reason, Halacha they're treated like regular Shlomim and only become subject to Baal Ta'acher after some later time, depending on our five-week machlokas. Good. So the Gemara says, from where do we know this? So we'll say, so interestingly enough, the Brysa listed an exhaustive, exhaustive list of items that are subject to Baal Ta'acher, right? So it was, it was, most remember again, we'll go through the list very quickly. Damin, a person pledges their value ultimately to the base of Mikdosh. Erechin, which is Erech vows. Charamim, Make something cherem, you give it to the base of Mikdash. Hekdeshos, Hekdish. Chataos, Ashamos, Olos, Shlamim. Tzedakos, which are tzedakah vows. Maisros, Bechar, Maiser, Bechar, Maiser, Pesach, Leket, Shechacha, and Pea. Very long list. All of these items, if you fail to bring them, to give them in a timely manner, you are in violation of Balta Acher. The Gemara says, How do you know that? And the reason we're going to ask that is because we're going to see that the prohibition about Ta'acher was stated in a very specific context, namely Neder. The Torah says this is in Devarim Chav Gimel Chav Beis. If you have the Psukim on the side of your Gemara, you're going to see it. If you make a Neder, don't delay in, in, in giving your Neder. So let's go through this. So how do I know that all of these items mentioned in the Brisa? are actually subject to the prohibition of Baal Ta'achar. The time Rabban, here we go. Kisidar neder, when you'll make a neder, Torah says, do not delay in fulfilling your neder. Ainli el neder. I only know a neder. How do I know that it even applies to a neder? So say, remember again, two different offerings. Neder is a vow. Nedava is just a voluntary offering. Salach I only know that a neder is subject to Baal Ta'achar. How do I know that Nedava is as well? Ne'emar kan neder. V'ne'emar lehalon in neder o Nedava. Because we'll say it says neder over here. But in a different pasuk it says, right? In neder o Nedava karbano. Right? Ultimately that's talking about nosar. So it links neder and Nedava. Ma lehalon Nedava imo. Just like in a second context, Nedava is mentioned together with neder. Afkan Nedava imo. So to over here when it says neder, we understand that Neder and Nedava are linked together, which I will say is a limun we find very often. Neder and Nedava are often concepts that are always linked together. So as soon as we find that linkage in one place, the Gemara says we kind of, not kind of, we assume that linkage applies in other situations as well. La Hashem the Pasuk says to Hashem, your guys, I will say, remember, all of this is the drasha of the Pasuk, Dvarim, Chaf Gimel, Chaf Beis. When you make an edit to Hashem, your God, do not delay in giving it. So that's the Pasuk about Ta'achar. About Ta'achar. Do not delay. So we're darshing that Pasuk. Next. When it said to Hashem, your God, what does that refer to? Elu, Hadamin, Ha'erchen, Ha'charamin, Vahakdeshos. This refers to Rabbi if a person goes ahead and pledges his value, that's Domin. Erechen means your Erech value, which is an objective value in halacha. 
charamim, which are the cherim amounts, right? The person makes a cherim to the base of mikdash and hekdeshos, making something hekdish. So we'll say lashem lekech includes all of these items that they are subject to balta acher. Lo sacher l'shamo, do not delay in paying that. Who below chilufa? So we'll say we'll discuss what that means. That the prohibition of balta acher only applies to the item itself and not to something <coughs> for which you exchange it. Now, we'll see exactly what that means in the Gemara a little bit later. Ki darosh yidrashenu, because Chosh Baruch says, for I will seek it out from you. What does that refer to? Elu chatos, ashamos, olos, ushlamen. That refers ultimately, again, to all of these, all of these psukim. I'm saying, how does that? Now, ki sidrashenu, ki, ki, ki darosh yidrashenu, that refers to the items that you're obligated to bring. So achatas and asham and all the shlam are referring to obligatory offerings. Hashem alokyacha, Hashem your God, elut stakas umaistros ubachar. This refers ultimately again stakas, which is the stakas vow, maistros and your bachar offering. Again, we'll discuss exactly what that means as well. So the Gemara, the pasuk says, meimach from you zeleket shichacha upeya. That refers ultimately again to Leket Shechah and Peah. So we'll say, remember again, Leket Shechah Peah, interestingly enough, is in a different category. Because, right, remember again, Leket Shechah and Peah refers to agricultural items. Or right, Remember again, Shechah, you leave behind the bundle. Peah, you have to leave behind the corner. Leket, you drop individual stalks. So remember again, who do these belong to? These belong to the Aniyim, to the poor. But even when it comes to everything else up until now has really been dealing with, not everything, true, this Bukhar is also to the coin, not to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Lamaiset saying that Balta Acher applies even to other charitable commitments. Where do I learn that? Mi'imach, from the things that have to come from you. Tara first, like a Sheikh Peah. So says, interestingly enough, which is really quite fascinating, the Gemara just darshaned all the items in the Braisa from the Pasuk of Balta Acher. Quite amazing. Rashi, Rashi elaborates on the drushas a bit more. How exactly? You see the drushas, but for our purposes, this is sufficient. Vayabachachet. So we'll say this last, this is incredible. How does the Pasuk end? Vayabachachet. Now, now, what does that mean, Vayabachachet? That there will be sin in you. What that means is, if you fail to offer up or to give your karbanos or your other obligations in a timely fashion, Vayabachachet. You will be in violation of Alta Acher. So I'll say the Gemara makes an amazing drasha. Interestingly enough, what does it mean? It means you will be in violation, but not your carbon. Now we'll say, now what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Now is very interesting. Even once you violate Balta Acher, the carbon is not invalid. For example, I was supposed to bring a chatos, right? I, I accidentally violated Shabbos, chas v'shon. I was supposed to bring a carbon chatos. I'm supposed to bring it, let's just go with the simple approach to Tanakamo. I have three regalim in order to bring my carbon chatos. And what happens? I didn't. I didn't. For whatever the reason, I did not get my carbon chatos done in time. So we'll say, what, what's, now, what's now my status? What's my status? What's my status? I'm in violation of Alta Acher. What's the status of the carbon? Totally fine. In other words, I still have to bring it, and the carbon itself is not invalidated as a result of the prohibition of Baal Ta'acher. So I'll say, actually, this is, a, um, is actually an incredibly profound idea in this statement. I will say, if you take a look at the words, What's the Musr Haskil? Even in life, when it's Hayab Bechachet, 
right? Even at the end of the day, when I am, chet doesn't really mean sin. Chet really means deficient. Chet means a void or an absence. Even in life where it's haya b'chachet, that I am in a state of absence, I am in a state of sin, lo b'karban chachet. Never think that your ability to come karov, karban chach, karov, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, never think that that is deficient or lacking. See, so sometimes in life, it's haya b'chachet. I'm not in a good place. I'm just not in a good place. I'm not living the way I'm supposed to live. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And I know it. I, I, I know that I'm just not where I need to be. And sometimes when it's we view ourselves as damaged goods and therefore unable to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the Gemara says that's not true. Even when it's even when you're in a state of hate, the ability to be a carbon, the ability to come karov, the ability to go ahead and establish a closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is independent of where you're holding in life. The devotional makes no restrictions on coming close to him. He doesn't say you have to be holy. He doesn't say you have to be good. He doesn't have to be in a good place in life. Wherever you are, the ability to be a carbon, wherever you are, the ability to be karov, always exists such an incredible mantra. Even if that's true, the ability to become karob is never absent, never lacking, and never deficient. Such a yisod. So let's analyze this next statement. We said, the Pasuk says, do not delay in going ahead and and, and, and literally paying your debt, your carbonic debt. It only applies to the carbon itself, but not to what it's exchanged for. So Yimara says, what are you talking about? Chilufei mai. What's been exchanged? So let's analyze this. If you're talking about the following situation, I will say, now Rashi, Rashi explains this case the way we explained the Shlomo on Pesach and Amad Aleph. So if you're talking about a case where I had an Ola or a Shlomin, right? I had an Ola or a Shlomin. And then what happens? And then let's say I lost the carbon, I lost the carbon, replaced it with another, and then found the original one. We'll say, what's the halacha of a lost Ola and Shlamin that were then found? What's their status? They're Shlamin, right? They're Shlamin or Ola, right? In other words, you could offer it up. Chatos, if you're talking about the exchange of a Chatos, that what happened over here? I had a carbon Chatos, I lost my Chatos, got a new Chatos, then found the first Chatos, so we'll say, what happens to that first chatos? What happens? It's left to die, right? That's one of those strange cases where the carbon, essentially, the animal is just locked up and left to die. So when we talk about a case of an exchange, or, or, or an exchange, we'll say, I want to point out, when we normally talk about exchange, you think about tamura. Over here, again, it's not a tamura case. This is a case where I had an animal, lost an animal, replaced the animal, and found the original animal. So what's the case? Chilufe toda. Oh. It's a case of, I'll say, of a carbon toda. So what happened over here? Again, I will say, the case is very simple. I had a carbon toda, lost my carbon toda, found a new carbon toda. And then what happens? Rashi says, The two carbonos get, get mixed up with each other. So I will say, now watch this. Now what's unique about a carbon toda? This is very interesting. So the Tani Rebichia, Toda shenis arva bitmurasa. If a toda gets mixed up with its replacement animal, umesa achas mehen, and one of them died. 
right? One of them died. So we'll say, so now what happens? Now what happens? Now one of them died, but what's the problem? What's the problem? You don't know which animal died, right? What was it? The original told uh, was it the Tzmura animal. So what happens? The leftover toda, there's nothing to do with it. Why? What should we do? Likriva, so we'll say, so you'll say, we'll just offer it up. Well, here's the problem. A carbon toda comes with what? 40 loaves. 40 loaves. So likriva, v'likrav lechem ba'ada. So if you say, offer it up and offer the bread with it, you can't do that. Why? Dilma tmurahi. Because maybe that's not the real toda. And I'll say, the problem with bringing loaves, if you remember, I'll say, you can't bring unconsecrated things that don't belong as part of the sacrificial service. That's called being makdish chulin ba'azara, which carries a little thing called misa along with it. So if, so if you don't know definitively that this is the carbon toda, you cannot bring the loaves along with it. So therefore, again, I could offer it up, but I can't bring the loaves. Well, if you can't bring the loaves, that's not a carbon toda. So the Gemara says, Likrava below lechem. So you'll say, fine, offer it up without the lechem. Dilmatodahu. Perhaps it's the toda, and you can't offer up a toda, and you can't bring a toda without carbon, without bread. So I'll say, so the, the, we have, you just have a catch 22 over here. On one hand, I can't bring the bread because I don't know definitively that this is the carbon toda. I can't offer it up without the bread because then it's a deficient toda. So what should I do? So again, so why do I need a POSIC to exclude this case? It's obvious that you can't offer it up. And as I will say, it is obvious that you can't offer up this carbon. There is nothing to do about this carbon. Remember again, the Toda and its Tamura gets mixed up together. One of them dies. I don't know which one died and which one is alive. The Gemara simply says, there is no takana for the leftover animal, simply because I don't know what to do with the bread, and there is no carbon toda without the bread. Therefore, you can't offer it up. So the Gemara says, if you can't offer it up, why do I need a pasik to exclude that case? To which the Gemara says, You're right. The pasik is coming to exclude, is coming to exclude the exchange for Olam Shlamin. But I will say, we just said before that the exchange for Olam Shlamin has the status of Olam Shlamin. So what do I need? Let me ut to the Gemara. says, Vachamana, ask, you know, what's the case? Listen to this. Kigon she'avru alav shnei regalim v'humam v'chililu al-achra. I will say, this is fascinating. Listen to this case. Let's say you have a Shlamin. You have a Shlamin. And what happens? Two regalim passed by. Two regalim passed by. So you say to yourself, no problem. I still have what? Still have what? A third regal. No problem. After the second regal, your shlamim develops a mum. Now it can't be offered. Still not a problem. What do you do? You go ahead and redeem it, right? Purchase a new animal that you're going to use as shlamim. But say, listen to this shayla. I would have thought, listen to this fascinating case. See, here you go. We have a shlamim now. We have a shlamim now. We have a shlam now that went past two regalim and now again develops a mum. I need to redeem it. I redeem it. No, not a problem. It happens all the time. Transfer the sanctity, buy a new animal, have a new shlamin. But let's say, here's the Shiloh. When does the clock for Balta'acher begin with this new shlamin? Isn't that fascinating, Shiloh? So I would have assumed that when does the clock start? When does the clock start? From shlamin number one. Because at the end of the day, shlamin number two is not really a brand new independent shlamin. What is shlamin number two? What is it? It's really an, a replacement 
for Shlomim number one. Therefore, it should be governed by the clock, the Balta Acher clock of number one. Kamash no. Incredible. Kamash no. That amazingly enough, when you go ahead and now you have that new replacement Shlomim, the Balta Acher clock is restarted. Pretty incredible. Ul Rabbi Meir, Damar Kevan Regal Acher, over Balta Acher, But according to Rabbi Meir, who says, that once you go ahead and one regal passes, you're in violation of Al-Ta'acher. What is there to say? What's the case? Oh, the case according to Amir will be is what? Where the animal, the Shlomim, developed the mum during Yom Tiv. And then you go ahead and you redeem it, but you didn't offer it. And now, and that Yom Tiv passes, you would have thought what? You might have thought that since the second carbon is a replacement for the first, therefore it's covered by the Baltachar clock of the first. No. So we'll say the bottom line, according to both opinions, although the manifestation of it is different, is that Allah said this is really fascinating. Whatever you hold the Baltachar clock could, is, if for some reason your animal is maimed, it has a mum, and therefore you have to replace it, right? You replace it with a new animal. The Balta Acher clock is reset from the time that the new animal is inaugurated as the replacement carbon. You might have thought the Havamina was that the Balta Acher clock of the replacement animal should really be governed by the original animal since the replacement is a replacement of the original one. Kamash Malon, that if you have to replace the animal because of legitimate, legitimate purposes, like a mum, halacha lemaisa, the balta acher clock is restarted with the new animal. So we'll stop over here. We'll continue with the analysis of the brisa tomorrow. Right, it's a it's a din in timeliness. Beautiful, beautiful. The, 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 tr- the truth is, 